Well, it's almost Christmas time. Who's looking forward to Christmas? Well, if you're to be honest, it, it can be a complicated time, can't it? In just a minute, I'm going to be playing a video uh, from an, an ad from a group called Marks and Spencer. Who's been to the UK before? Has anybody been to the UK? Uh, we, I don't think we've got a... Uh, uh, an organisation like or a chop like Marks and Spencer here in Australia, Dan tells me it's a little like if you imagine Myers selling groceries. That's, that's how you describe Marks and Spencer. So we're going to look at their ad. Part of the reason we're doing this is, do you know that most organisations spend the bulk of their advertising budget in these four weeks? Most organisations spend the bulk of their advertising budget in these four weeks because this is a time in our culture where people spend the bulk of their money. I saw some statistics uh, last night on the news that said Australians have already spent $40 billion on Christmas and they're expected to spend another $9 billion this week. This is interesting because it's a source of stress for a whole lot of people because just making ends meet uh, isn't simple. But we've got to get, what we're wanting to do is get behind the ads. You see, the reason people spend money on advertising is it works. It changes how you think. And we want to work out how they're trying to change how you think. And so, for the last few weeks, we've been looking at different Christmas ads that have been coming out over the last weeks, and uh, we're going to take a look now at this Marks and Spencer ad. So, brace yourself, and as you get to watch it, what I want you to be thinking about is, what are they trying to say? Behind every ad, there is a truth that they are trying to communicate that you will identify with, but then there's a lie behind every single ad. So what I, what I want you to do is to watch this ad and see if you can see the truth and the lie. Let's have a look. Oh, I would do anything for love You know it's true and that's a fact Oh, I will do anything for love. Oh, I will do anything for love. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. I will do anything for love. Anything you've been dreaming of. But I This Christmas, do only what you love. Okay, so did you see? Could you spot the truth and spot the lie? What is the truth they're trying to lean into? 
Let's see if we can work it out together. What's the truth? Yep. Uh, well, they're trying to tell you to do what you love for Christmas in response to the truth. So there's a truth behind that. What, what is the truth behind it? Well, I want to suggest that for most of us, Christmas is complicated. And often, Christmas means doing what you don't love. Because people are in your life, or not in your life, that you want to be in your life, and often, Christmas can be a source of stress. Is that true? Have you, I don't know, have you come across that? Uh, I first encountered this as about a three-year-old. My mum and dad hosted Christmas for dad's extended family, and they were, I picked it up, I think, through my skin. I don't know if they actually said it to me directly, but but uh, they were quite stressed. So when my grandmother turned up and said, are you pleased to have us here? As a three-year-old, I looked her in the eyes, very excited, and said, yeah, I'm very pleased to have you here, but mum and dad aren't. <laughs> uh, yeah, kids, kids will tell you the truth, often. Uh, so there is this truth that for many of us, Christmas is complicated. And... As part of that, they're wanting to say, deal with the complication by not doing what other people want you to do, only do what you want to do. There's actually a really subtle and uh, dark part to the first couple of scenes in the ad. You don't see children in there, but the first lady is doing a kid's craft, obviously for her child, and the, the dad figure is looking at a beautiful Christmas ornament and replacing it with a toilet roll uh, angel. And both of them are kind of saying uh, creating space for kids is, you know, one of the sources of pain, which is interesting, isn't it? But I, I just want to stop and think about what would happen if you took their advice seriously? What would happen... If uh, what you did at Christmas and for the rest of your life was to only focus on what you want to do, what kind of life do you think you would live? A fair, would others agree with Pax? You'd, you'd end up living a fairly lonely life. One, one of the things we need to understand this Christmas time is what this Marks and Spencer ad is saying is what our culture wants you to believe. Our culture will be reinforcing this all the time to you. We used to have an ad here in Australia, in Australia that talked about, you know, focusing on the most important person in the world. You. You. What this ad will want to tell you, what our culture will want to tell you, is you will find happiness by thinking about what you feel like doing and doing that. That's the lie behind this ad and it's the lie behind our culture. But it's a lie that is instinctively true. For us, we, we, part of us wants to believe that we can just do what we want to do. And so often, 
particularly because we know Christmas can be complicated, often we will want to withdraw. Often, for many of us, relationships have left us carrying some scars, so we withdraw and want to focus on ourselves. So this Christmas, I want to encourage you to think about what does it mean actually to have and step into the joy of Christmas? What does it mean to step into the joy of life? Well, actually, it means something that Christmas reminds us of, but is directly opposite to what this ad says. There's a a Jewish uh, philosopher by the name of Martin Buber. You've probably never heard of him, uh, and his name sounds a bit like a Muppet. Um, But he wrote a book that shaped the way people thought through the 20th century called I and Thou. And basically the heart of it is, as human beings, we are built to love people and use things. But we've turned it upside down and we love things and use people. And what he says is that there is this paradox that you can approach life in one of two ways. You can approach the people in your life as objects to meet your needs or you can approach them from a point of view of relationship and see them as people. And what he says is, yep, approaching people as people is more costly, but it's actually the only way you will know yourself. You know yourself in relationship. You don't know yourself by yourself. The lie of our culture is that you can go down deep inside of yourself and work yourself out and and that you should be true to that self. That's a straight-up lie. You will not discover yourself in yourself. You are only yourself in relationship. The book of Galatians is uh, one that I, I keep coming back to in the Bible. And one of the things it says is, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. I, I love this about Christianity. It is so different to religion. Religion gives you a set of rules and says, these are the things you need to do. Christianity calls you to freedom and to relationship. You are called to a place of freedom. I love in Galatians, it says, it is for freedom you've been set free. And at Christmas time, we celebrate the promise of freedom. But Paul says, and this is the key. This is the answer to the Marks and Spencer ad. He says, Do not use your freedom to indulge what feels good. The Bible calls that the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. What Paul is saying is, yeah, sometimes people can be complicated. 
And you can, if you like, go through the world seeing people as an addition to your ego, but watch what happens when instead of seeing someone as an object, you look into their eyes and realise there's a person. That's how you find your life. Paul goes on and he says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. If you see everybody else as a chance to meet your needs, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. The paradoxical nature of Christmas is that people wanted a Messiah to come in power and kick the Romans into the sea. The Jew, it's what the Jewish people were looking for. They wanted to have their needs met. But instead, we got a baby. They wanted somebody to come and take away all the pain. But instead, there was a baby born in Bethlehem who stepped into the pain, stepped into the mess, and stepped into relationship. He didn't send us a set of rules. He came into relationship. And this Christmas, there are really only two ways you'll discover the joy of Christmas. And it's not about throwing Christmas crafts into a, into a mulcher. It's about thinking less about yourself and looking into the eyes of the people around you and loving them. And as you do that, you'll discover life is much richer. Jesus actually said, if you want to reach for your own life, you'll lose it. If you want to set your, if you want to reach for your own agenda, reach for your own priorities, Jesus said, you'll actually lose your life. And he said it over and over again in every gospel. And then he said, if you're willing to give up your life for my sake, that's where you actually find life. This is the paradox of Christmas. Jesus isn't your fairy godmother. He comes and offers relationship. He comes as the baby born in Bethlehem into the mess and chaos and darkness of our lives and says, this is what love looks like. He doesn't just set us guidelines. He comes and shows us what love looks like and says, copy me. Love like this. And this Christmas, the temptation at Christmas is to focus on yourself. And for many of us, we've suffered. Relationship pain is profound. And sometimes one of the most heroic things you can do is lift your eyes and look into the eyes of another person and have another crack at seeing a person and not an object. But as you do that, the promise of Jesus is that you will find your life. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. I, I love that one of the things that Jesus says to us 
is he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Can I encourage you? I, I don't know... In, I don't know anybody above the age of 10 for whom Christmas is always perfectly joyful and simple and straightforward. But can I encourage you, as Martin Buber would want to say to you in his book, I and Thou, he'd say, lift your eyes from yourself and live from the point of view of relationship rather than consumption. Love people, use things. Don't love things and use people. And as you do that, you'll find there's a cost. But the benefit far outweighs the cost. And the cost of being self-centred, the cost of doing what Marx and Spencer tell you to do and focusing on yourself is far greater. Don't know if you can bring to mind people who only focus on themselves. But you notice they are small people. They are people who everybody else avoids because they know they're not safe people. Jesus invites us to be not the people who are self-centred, but the people who are relationship-centred. Relationship with God the Father, through Jesus, and relationship with other people. I might just pray, and then we're going to finish with a few more carols. So, Jesus, as we prepare for this Christmas, we acknowledge that there is part of us that, for many of us, we acknowledge that sometimes Christmas is complicated. Relationships are complicated. Can you help us have the courage not to step back not to take Marx and Spencer's ad seriously, but to be ready to love and experience the blessing that only love can bring. We ask this in your name. Amen. So let's stand and sing a few more carols as we finish. <laughs>